Hi, guys. <laughs> All right. So for those of you I have not met yet, my name is Kate Brennan. And uh, I just want to say really fast, that is a, a testimony in and of itself at this moment that I'm standing here and speaking and I'm not on the floor crying. <laughs> because uh, the entire week, people would text me and be like, so how do you feel? You're sharing finally. I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Don't ask me. I just need to get to Thursday. And I'm so nervous, even though I've spoken a million times. And I would go into like mini panic attacks every day. And then I woke up today, no panic attacks, no anxiety, a little nervous, but really excited. So there you go. Um, I have to tell you, I find it hilarious. I should have seen it coming. Every time he asks me or inspires me to step out and share, it is at the exact same time that I find myself flat on my face. <laughs> Every time. Like recently. Something to do with his strength through my weakness, I guess. Last August, I returned to the States from Greater Asia, having just founded a charity to implement community development through for um, those in poverty, basically. And I watched as he healed people from illness, possession, emotional wounds, and further increased my passion to preach and invite others into the breakthrough that saved my life 11 years ago. I came home not knowing what I would do for work, yet I now have an incredible position teaching in an alternative learning environment. I life coach on the side and help run a charity organization that's international. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Despite these victories, I hit a wall in November. The silence snuck up on me. I didn't understand why suddenly I felt so dry and disconnected. And here's where the struggle lies. I found myself in a season where I strained to hear his voice. I felt like I was locked in a dark room in utter silence. <laughs> And silence is not something I'm accustomed to between Abba and I, and nor do I like it. I'm not okay with it. As someone who has lived with physical and mental illness since a child, being in a time of fighting made it difficult to recognize depression and anxiety for what they were. So no surprise, he has me sharing now. <laughs> I actually laughed when I realized that after over three years of being here and many times being much more clear-headed than right now, he chose right now for me to share. It was actually last Thursday, one week ago, that I found myself utterly exhausted from battling and not knowing how to function on my own in the midst of a major attack of depression and anxiety. And something had shifted within myself. That week I had known something was off. I was having nightmares and panic attacks every day. It's like the enemy was waiting for that moment of exhaustion to kick me when I'm down. When I heard who our guest speaker was last Thursday, <laughs> I made a mental note of the timing and the shift I had noticed around me. That night, I was a mess. No joke. All I knew was I had to get to Epic. Raging, crying, screaming in the car. I had to get here. And I did. I made it to the parking lot where I sat having one of the worst panic attacks I've had in over a decade for an hour. It's during this episode where I am scoffing in my head that I am one week away from sharing about my victories and I am reminded 
of a word he gave me in early December. He said, my goodness is not reliant upon my children. My children are reliant upon my goodness. This is all of my, (laughs) this is all of my hope and all of my victory and all of my healing from past addictions and trauma, current and future healing from this broken earthbound body packed into one statement. I feel like there are times when I could introduce myself like, hi, my name is Kate and I'm a recovering necromancer. Necromancy being the act of trying to communicate with the dead, which I know sounds strange to most of us, and yet many of us do it on a constant basis. We bring back our former selves that we buried with Christ, and we resort to what is old and dead. As for my statement, I say recovering because it's during those spots where my physical body and my spirit are at odds. And it's the easiest thing to slip back into my old mindsets, to raise my old self from the dead by my own dark choices. It's in this place where I know my spirit is seated with him in heavenly places, but my broken body is still waiting for my full inheritance and it's ready to give up. Every day I'm choosing either to operate in the mindset of a dead woman who was crucified with Christ or by the mindset of Christ. During last week's panic attack, while friends had gathered to pray with me, Leanne, thank you, I love you, she giggled and commented on what an amazing fight I was in the midst of, which I thought was a strange comment. And it hit me that somewhere down the line, in the midst of the fighting and exhaustion, I had turned my attention from fighting the enemy, and I had started fighting myself. I had forgotten one of God's words to me that had managed to penetrate my silence and darkness, that it was the enemy's strongholds and accusations, not myself, that I should be fighting in this desert season. Ephesians 6:12 Our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, authorities and powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We always focus on the second half of that verse. Let's think about the first part. He clearly pointed out to me that I had always applied this verse to others but rarely to myself. I too am flesh and blood. My broken body with all of its many insane conditions and illnesses and hang-ups is flesh and blood. The chronic pain I have suffered from for over 12 years, the depression and anxiety disorders and every other genetic mutation, imbalance, and diagnosis they have given me, those are part of my flesh and blood. They aren't the enemy, and biblically, I can't get away with treating myself the way I would the enemy. Those illnesses are just chains attached to this body. They have no power or attachment over my spirit, already seated in heavenly places, and they aren't chains I'm desperately tugging at that can't be broken because Christ already broke their power. I'm just waiting to see the full manifestation in the physical. I was waiting for that. I knew it was right there. It's in red. Watch. (laughs) 
I am not my own enemy needing to be beat up because I'm the daughter of Abba God. My testimony tonight is really more a declaration and revelation that despite a rocky season recently, he remains faithful. And as I wrestle between the old and the new, the dead and the alive, his goodness doesn't waver because it's me that's hinged on his goodness. Sniffles. Lately with those revelations in mind, and even during that massive panic attack where I thought I was going into shock, I was able to recognize certain thoughts that I needed to take captive and flat out accusations from the enemy that didn't belong to me. Growing up and in my early years recovering, I never knew that we could have thoughts, not claim them as our own, realize they are from the accuser, and tell them where to go. Last week, I realized that every time I have hit such a staunch wall in the past, it has been when I am on the verge of breakthrough and further walking out my calling. As we go through the valleys that are full of the shadow of death, which we will and do face, perhaps we need to wake up and realize that on the other side of that valley is breakthrough. When Christ himself walked through a desert season and faced the enemy, it's no surprise that we'll do the same. It's by walking through our darkest moments that we are able to walk right into his presence. My victory to share is simply my identity. That I am not unable to function like the enemy tried so hard to convince me of my entire life. But an overcomer and a joy. God has perfectly positioned me for what he has called me to. He provided a teaching position where I now teach subjects I'm passionate about, like community development and social entrepreneurship. He placed me back onto the mission field after five years of waiting, painful waiting, in a way where I'm a missionary right now as I advocate and support the charity from the States. And I have a position that allows me to leave and return to a country I'm deeply passionate about over the summers and in the future for an entire semester. I'm coaching and mentoring others suffering from Lyme disease and other illnesses. I, my, my, I myself have had to fight through and I'm currently fighting through and I've learned so much about. This is a direct invitation to practice discipleship no matter where they're at in life. I keep my eyes focused on the victor. Identify the true enemy when he tries to accuse and choose to walk in the identity as a daughter giving myself ample grace because his goodness is not reliant upon me being strong or put together or never struggling. My beautifully victorious life is reliant on him, his strength through my weakness. So I just want to share with you, if you feel like you had to walk in here with makeup on, hair done, I did tonight, but that was because I was actually celebrating that I was sharing tonight. I just wanna invite you to celebrate victory because it is so amazing that it is right here and right now and we can grab hold of it in any second. And the second we step out of it, it's no big deal. We step right back in. 
There's no falling over. There's no falling on our face. There's no dust on our head. That's old and done and gone. You step back in. That's it. So if you find yourself stuck tonight, if you find yourself in a place where you are desperate for victory and you're facing your own demons, it's okay. Because our victory is right here. It's in him. And it cannot be beaten. Thanks for letting me share.